Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and I would like to introduce a special author guest today. Please welcome my 10-year-old, Samuel Lowry. Well, hey, Samuel. Hey. Hey. <laughs> welcome to Jen Lowry Writes. So, you're an author. Tell me about that. Tell everybody... Uh, how old you are and about your writing. Go, go. I'll give you the mic. <laughs> oh, I'm 10 and I, uh, I like to write about fantasy and I am writing a book now. Um, the name's kind of hard to pronounce. It's, I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to pronounce. You're so about the title of your book. Yeah, the title because it uses like a uh, kind of a different language. Well, that's like cool a, though. Like a different, yeah, like a different. Well, it's not really a different language. It's like a hard pronunciation word. It's like a made, yeah, it, it's a made up word. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Authors making up words all the time. So it's I don't I think it, it I think it's called like. The planet of Zag Zagad Darth or something. So I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> I'll see. But uh, I'm writing that book. It's uh, about like a fantasy and kind of like sci-fi. Awesome. So it's about this kid. Well, he's not a kid. It's about this person, and he is like the god of death, and. uh well, he didn't know until this girl actually, like, it was this, it's about, it has bunches of gods in it, and, like, goddesses, and, mon- and like, uh, I don't know, just, it's kind of like Narnia, <laughs> with all the crazy monsters and people. So, the main, there's, like, races, too, so the main race is something called Shadow Spawn, and they're, like, a raised assassins. And like your main character is actually a assassin. The main character is a, is a, a is a assassin from any shadow spawn, and his name is like it's the Zaga that the Zagger Darth or whatever. It's weird. It's like Z A Z something. But um. Yeah, that's that's about it. And there's like, and it's like you, your the main character goes down to Earth, and like he changes, like everything changes. His appearance change from before his skin was like gray. His eyes were like red. He had wings and everything. Well, his eyes were black. He had wings, and then when he got down to Earth, he changed. So that's what I'm kind of doing with the book now. And Earth gets evaded. That's by a great, these that's aliens, a, kind of. That's a great storyline. Like, do you, can you pinpoint some, like, inspirational points that you got? Like, where did you get the names, or well, how did you think of like Shadow Spawn? Where do your ideas come from? I thought it was so creative. I thought of Shadow Spawn off of um, <laughs> off of actually uh, Skyrim, because. There's this um, Argonian. If you ever played Skyrim, you know Argon. There's this Argonian where his name is 
No, he's a. I think they're called something spawn, so that's where I got spawn from. Uh huh. As like born, not like yeah. And they're like trained assassins. They were like born. They were when they're born, they knew how to use a dagger and assassinate people. So that's where that's where I kind of got shadow spawn from. Well, do you remember that night when we went to go see the author of Nixia, the sci-fi oh, yeah. fantasy, and he said that him and his brother played video games, and then that's kind of uh, where he got yeah. um, the name Nixia from. I got the name actually. <laughs> so other authors, they do the same thing. They they pull yeah. them in, they mash together and squeeze and, and transform. Cause at that, yeah, because at that time where I really wanted to make fantasy is because I was playing. I'm playing a game called Elder Scrolls Online, and if you know what that is, it's a uh, big <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a gigantic fantasy game, and like that kind of that where some of it came off from. But you, um, your movie selections too, like oh if, yeah, think about what like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord Hobbit. of the Rings. I was um, actually was I think I was, <laughs> I was playing this one game while I was listening to Lord of the Rings, and I got some of it from Lord of the Rings too. Just your inspiration from that. Yeah. So. And your books too, like when when we go oh. to the library or when we're at. <laughs> Popper's bookstore. That's like a. It's like a used bookstore. Oh um, yeah, with all that like, every now they post post stuff. Yeah, post. we yeah. love that place. Like when you're in there, like where do you just navigate towards? Like what it, what draws you in when you're choosing a book? Like, um, probably. Okay, I like um, I like a little cool, but I like uh, all the the wizards and all that stuff, the dragons, mm-hmm. the spells, and like the the different races that not that's not human. Well, as soon as we start homeschooling, we're doing Aragon, so there's going to be a dragon book that's in your future. Oh, yeah, Aragon. So we will get, but don't watch the movie beforehand. I'm not. Because somebody I know has a problem with this. (laughs) (laughs) And his name is what? Samuel. So So why do you think it's important to write books? I mean, you're 10 years old. You could be doing all um, kinds of things. And, And why do you write books? I think it's just fun. Yeah, and, and um, I'm, keep going. Uh, I, I kind of do it when I'm bored, and like I get, I don't know. That's a hard question. Like, why is it important to write books? Yeah, like I just, you know, when I write books, I want to inspire somebody. I want them to take away a uh, lesson learned and and apply it to their life and drag around that book and just. Tell the whole world about something in that book because it matters oh. to them. Like, that's why, you know, when you asked me even the other day, why do you write books? Remember? I think me and you uh, had this conversation the other day. Yeah, we did. And I think I think that's my driving force about why I choose to write books. Well, but having well, fun with it, too. I think a lot of people forget that. Oh, yeah. They do it so, like, so seriously. Yes. And, and when you do it, it's just. It just energizes you, like yeah, it just entertains me kind of. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think we've lost that some of us, and I think we need to capture that back. So all my listeners out there, take Samuel's advice, write for fun. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, do you feel a sense of accomplishment though when you're doing it too? Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah. Like, I how do. does it feel when you hit that page? Like when you it's know you good. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, and like when you finish the book, you're like, <sighs> kind of like, um, excited and like, when I write books, it's kind of, I do it just because most of the things I have like stuff in my mind and like, I, I don't know what else. Cause I want to tell people about it. Mm-hmm. I want like, cause it's cool. So there's like no other way of, you know, I and I want to remember it sometimes right. because it's so cool and I want other people to see it right. and hear it kind of if it becomes a book. I mean, a book, a movie or a, a audio book. So you know, I don't know. It's just like I have so much ideas like every day of like fantasy books. Mm-hmm. I told you, if you don't, write I could it in probably your... like write. I don't even know. I probably could write like a story. Like, I know this might sound weird, but like how many ideas I could, I have. Probably could write like five of different ideas of different things. And you're so creative and awesome in that way. You're so gifted, darling. And I and I tell you, if you don't write these things down, sometimes you're gonna lose. That oh, yeah. thought you're gonna lose it. How many times have you had an idea? You've had this concept, and then you didn't write about it, and you wish you would have. Oh wow! So a lot, like a year ago, I had a concept of where there's this, like I don't know, it was like a well, no, it wasn't. It was like five months ago or some somewhere, and it was a it was like a book where it only had like ninety words in it. And it's called The White Shadow. And mind you know that? Right. I told you about that one. Yes, and you actually shared it on Google Docs with me. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's where I write my stories on, Google Docs. <laughs> I use Google Docs. But, um, like, that story, I think that I made it a little too much, if that makes sense. So, I had so many ideas for that book that just went away when I started writing that makes sense and I should have wrote it like like whenever I write books I think of better ideas and it just makes me want to like delete it all and restart I think so. I think if you don't delete it all though if you leave it and then you just add to it or just leave what you've started and then start a new doc you'll have a progression of your ideas or you may go back to that later and use it for yeah. something else like I think there's a danger in um deleting honestly yeah well, I think it's a good thing to write stories if you actually want to, like, build a game. Not, not like, if you want to build characters for a game. Exactly. A, a game. I would recommend writing, like, a story first of getting the ideas mm-hmm. and really being creative. Like, if you could write a story and make up crazy characters, you would be really good in game and, like, game develop where uh, – I don't know, like, you, you. what's the thing, Mom, where it's called where you could, uh, where you make the stories of the character, and, like, if you, if you character could do that. Profiles. Yeah, if you, you, you'll be a good character profile if you could make up a character in, like, four seconds. You'll be really good. I think the process is the same. If it's a, across the digital media, if you're, you know, if you're in the gaming world, creating characters, creating storyline, the art, the development, the, the plot. Yeah you know, the scenes, all of that. I think it's just, it's pretty much what you do when you're a writer as well. There's so many similarities to it. Yeah, when I write, I think of it, like, as a big role play. 
And see, see, I, I was wondering if that's what you did. I, I wasn't for sure. Like when I write, I look at mine as a movie because, you know, I'm a very visual uh, learner. Like I got to see it. I've got to, I got to get images for it. I've got to, you know, connect it to movie. And so I'm actually doing it like in my mind, if this could be a movie, what would the next movie scene yeah. look like? And you're doing it like as a role play. Yeah, well, because that's what I kind of do, though, is, like, sometimes there's actually some points where I actually uh, think of it as a movie role play and, uh, let's say, real life, kind of. What right. what this character do this in real life, would this, this do whatever in real life if this was real? But that's a good this, question to ask yourself, too, because yeah. you want your characters to feel real. You want them to feel yeah. real to your reader. Like, it, that's a good question, Sam. Like in Narnia, how you actually thought it's like sometimes. Yeah. Well, no, in Harry Potter, when you read it, you actually think it's like, wow, that could be real. You exactly. Know, it, yes. it feels really, really real. Mm-hmm. And we love it. So. And in Narnia, like with the lion, that that character felt so real. Like, that, you, like you felt like Aslan was coming right out of that far, stepping in. Yeah, like your, whenever I. Yeah. Yeah, whenever I see a lion now, I'm going to think of him or, you know. I do the same thing. I associate. Yeah. So, that yeah, like you said, that's a good thing to do in books where you have to, yeah, like you have to think your character's real. Right. Because if you don't, it's going to be really weird. And when you create it, you're just going to think, of, oh, yeah, it's fake, made up. And I think that's one of my greatest compliments that I received with the book that's getting ready to be published in the spring is that, one of the beta readers, um, Diana, she was like, grabbed me. Like, she ran across the gym and grabbed my arm and was like, are they real? real? Yeah. When I was (laughs) with Solomon, and she she was like, are they real? Like, who are these people? Where do you know them from? And Uh, to me, that was just such, like, a booster for me. I felt so confident after I heard that because I was like, that's my goal is I want my characters to feel so real to somebody that then they begin to feel empathy for them or compassion for them or they go on the ride with them because if we can connect them to our characters, then we've got them. We've got the reader. Yeah. Um, what I would recommend doing with your characters, if you like, if you don't know a name for them and if you don't, if you, if you don't mind, I actually, cause you know, I, I can't make, I'm not good at making up names. So I recommend this one thing. Well, never mind. Well, what, but, what is it? Is it a website? Yeah, it's a website, but, like, I know what I'm not going to publish my... It's called Fantasy Names, and what's good about that, it's not just for fantasy. It's for everything, so you could go on there, is and it it's called, not... I'm it, sorry what, to interrupt you. Uh, is it called FantasyNameGenerators.com? Yeah, but is it, like, cool background and everything? And it's like well, your cool background, my cool background. I don't know. I mean, it's um, got like fancy font. It's got like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Welcome so, and World of Warcraft name generators. No, no, that's not it. That's well, not it. that's not it. But I'll I'll show you one. Okay, so, then when you show me, I'll add the link into yep. the description. Okay. So what happens is on there. It's not just for fantasy fantasy names. There's planet names on there. There's it got to, it goes to the point where there's actually. Um, culty. Um, Scottish names. There's medieval names. That's not all crazy made up. There's like, it's like Amazon names. Like if you if you're making a a um like a 
not fantasy, not sci-fi. Like, if you want to make real characters and uh-huh. it's real life, I would recommend that website. Oh, when, I need because that website. You could go to Because <laughs> you could go to real names and you could do anything. You go to Hispanic names, American names, Russian names. You could do anything. And then you have the fantasy where it has, like, the dragons, the... The Khajiits, it even has, like, elves, demons, gods on there. And so Goddesses. You, just, you played around with that website? And just... Yeah. It's a really good website, and it's you don't even have to sign in. You don't have to pay. You just go onto that website, and okay. it's all there. Yes. Um, send me that link. Text that to me later when we get off, and then I'll just yeah. go in and edit the podcast, and I'll add it to the description so that way listeners can um can log in. Uh, not log in, but um check that website out. Like with me, let's with, wait two days because I don't I don't really know the name and it's on my computer. Oh, okay, okay, that's fine. I don't really have my computer right now. Um, so. I would say that um, with me with coming up with names, I always look at what name meanings are. Oh, like I have to have a name meaning that matters. Oh, that's the cool thing about that website too is there's name meanings. Oh no way! Well then I yeah yeah because I like. So, like, for example, the book that I'm writing now about the cult, um, her name is Mallory, and it's, like, it's just a sad name. And if you if you look up, like, the name meaning for Ooh. Mallory, it's just, it's the unlucky one, the unfortunate one. And she was just in an unfortunate situation, in a bad place. And so, Mallory is the name of my new character because oh. of the name meaning kind of thing. So. What I'm wondering, is it like, I don't know, this might sound weird, but is it like in a different country or is it in America? Mine's in America. Oh. If it wasn't like England, there's like, it goes to the point where there's English names on there. Well, that's cool. We definitely have to get that one. So like Victoria, if there's Victoria on there, there's, there's like, it goes to the point where there's tree names and ant names so and what, dog names. So you said that you use the name generator. I heard you tell me that, yeah. well, I knew this too, that you use Google Docs because you often share your work with me so that way yeah. um, I can help you edit. Um, but tell me what other routines do you have like when you write? Like, do you have a pattern? Have you? I listen to music. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, I listen to like rock songs that like that mean something. That actually, like, because you could look up, um, like, there's some rock songs where it's about a fantasy world, sci-fi world, whatever. Mom, you know what I'm talking about? You can call out that band for that. Oh, yeah. Coheed, and they talk about, like, because uh, fa- it's off of a comic book. So if you're trying to write a sci-fi fantasy world, like, I was the one, I would recommend listening to Coheed, Code and Cambria. And uh, it's like in their songs, it talks about what their books about, what their comic books about. So you could kind of get, you could kind of get into the feel of like what your book's gonna be like if you listen to that. If you want to do a sci-fi fantasy, I would recommend listening to them because it kind of gives you ideas, more ideas of what what's like names are, what planets called. Uh, what scenes there's going to be because, oh, that, that's one thing you actually have to have. It's not somewhere, but you just can't have a book where there's no scenes where it's just people talking. You right. have to have, like, where, I don't know, you're getting shot at because that's in one of my books where they're getting shot at. So you have to have scenes. You have to have dialogue. You have to have a balance, yeah. really. Because it just can't be di- dialogue or 
it just can't be scenes. Right. <laughs> so it's just finding yeah. that balance in the work. Because some people will say, well, I write too much dialogue, whereas other people's opinions will differ. So you have to just really go through and, and find your balance. Yeah. Like, like you said, what do you think my, didn't you say my books, like, who do you think they're for? Like, what ages? Yes. Um, this might sound weird for me saying it, but I would probably recommend, like, because my book's a little brutal. You could say brutal, so I'm not going to recommend little six-year-olds reading it. I would say 12-year-olds. Yeah, because you do have some dark elements in yeah. there. Um, but it's not to the point where I think it would have any red flags. With oh, no, there's, like, no cussing in there or nothing. Right. So. And, and so I think you could be school-approved. Like, yeah. the work that I've seen you produce, um, it has just – it's phenomenal, by the way. But, I mean, you're really developing your skill set with it, and I know why. It's because you're reading more. Like, now that you're reading, you know, more complex text, you're saturated with it now. Like before, when you would write, I would notice that. Um, are you still here? I'm getting a beep. Yeah, I heard that. Okay. Um, I don't know if our time's running out. No, it's we're only 21 minutes. Oh, but uh, well, I don't actually know how long we go. But hey, we're trying it today, aren't we? <laughs> um, but I've really noticed a progression in your work, and I do think that there's a correlation between your improvements and your reading. I could tell if I go back to my old books is where, like with White Shadow, there's not all that, um, let's say, harder words, if that makes sense. Like right, more, your vocabulary has increased, yeah. but your descriptions have also improved. Yeah, because, you know, in the White Shadow and then with my new book where, like, the words are, you know, like, it, it – it's the same word, but it means something else, if that makes right. sense. You're, you're doing better with your word choices. Is that yeah. what you're, you're being more conscious of your level of writing and your word choice. And I think we all need to be cognizant of that. We need to be aware of that. Um, so other than, okay, so you listen to Coheed, mm-hmm. you're on Google Docs, you have your name generator. Uh, do you have like a particular time of the day? Like, do you find Nighttime. Different... Yes? Like, yes. mama. I cannot write books at day. I tried and I have no ideas at all. Wonder what's up with you and me. Mm. We both share that in common. But yeah, I say nighttime. And like when you, I remember, okay, so we went to see an author talk and the entire way home. And I'm not joking you now, okay? I'm just, I'm just mm-hmm. telling our listeners here, you talked the whole way about additional components that you were going to add to your newest novel. And you were so energized. You were so psyched up. (laughs) (laughs) And when you were sitting in the author talk, it honestly looked like you would have rather been playing your video games. I'm going to be honest. You look like you would have rather been anywhere else but there. But when you got in the car, your energy level, like, was astounding it was almost like that gave you an inspiration to come home and then tackle it and go yeah like have you looked up other authors on youtube because if you are that inspired that by meeting scott rankin like have you ever considered like meeting other authors or talking with other yes 
<laughs> like, I think that that could be very beneficial to you. I really, really want to talk to J.K. Rowling. Oh, wow. <laughs> Don't we? Oh. Well, you, everybody probably does. <laughs> <laughs> what would you ask her? Like, if you could ask her one question. I don't even know. Like, if you could be in a room with her for, like, five minutes, what would what would be that burning question that you might have? I don't know. I really don't. You would just be excited to meet her? Yeah. And say, thank you for giving us our world of Harry Potter? Yeah. <laughs> well, besides writing, like, what do you do for fun? Uh, I think the piano is pretty fun. Right? Um... Playing the game, playing games. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. Oh, haunting and fishing. <laughs> yes. And watching movies. Oh, yeah. Tell them about the movie you watched last night. The Bridge to Terra Bithia. There you go. Would you recommend that to the listeners? Yes. Yeah. Well, you can't give it away. It's, it's, it's sad. I just want to say that. Okay. Just don't give it away, huh? Can't give it away. No. Um, so what inspires you to write? Like, what do you think has been your biggest inspiration? Probably you writing. Oh, you're my baby. You're my little. <laughs> Why do you yeah. say that? I don't. Just you, because, like, when I see you writing, I kind of want to write and, like, you know, I'm, I'm stretching on them. Oh, my God, I'm tired. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just you and, um, it's about, oh, yeah, what, it, like, what that, because I used to want to be a game developer. You remember that, Mom? Yes, I remember. And I had so many ideas of, like, characters, and then, like, I don't really want to do that anymore, but now I think that kind of, wanted me that kind of put me to the point to make um the right stories is that because I knew I didn't want to do I knew I I knew I didn't want to um make games so I just went to story so that makes sense went to writing oh it's a natural progression for some people like they'll they'll still have that passion with them. Like you had that passion before, the passion didn't change; just the outlet changed. Yeah, yeah. Well, what like do you realize the impact though that you've had on me though? Because you no. truly contributed no. to my work. True. Truly. Oh my God, Sam! You know that when I was working. Oh, my past, my book that I wrote this summer about the exorcist. Who was helping me with ideas? Me. Like, you came up with the rehabilitation center idea. I never even thought of that. Like, you had to have your name in there. Remember, we had that big battle where your name was going to be in the book. And here was what your character age had to be. No less than 20. (laughs) Do you remember? Yeah, because that'd be a little weird if, um, oops. Like, you really helped me get this great subplot in there. Like, I knew the technology was going to be named after you, but I didn't know why. Remember that? And oh, you yeah. filled in the why. Like, I just, I'm just very thankful that you and I can have these sessions together because you inspire me as well. And I just really appreciate the feedback that you give me. 
Do you remember that time that I read a part of my book and you had to sleep with, with the cross? Oh, yeah. You actually, that, that, that was scary. And so my whole time was, you know, Solomon started me off thinking, like, how are you going to write something scary? Like, how can a book really scare you? And then when I did that and then you had this, the cross, and when then I went up um, that morning to tell you good morning and you were like, I slept with my cross in my Bible last night. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, here I am reading it. He was a bedtime story. Maybe it's a bedtime story. Well, you, you know mean? what I mean. Like, we were reading it before nighttime anyway. Oh, yeah. Right then. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my poor child. I'm scarring him. But but it's just, you really do. You push me. So I want to thank you for that. All right. You're welcome, I guess. <laughs> do you have any advice for young writers? Like, if you... If you knew that other young writers were listening to this interview, like what words of wisdom and what words of advice could you share with the audience? I would recommend um, not slacking off. Uh, I recommend like just, you know, like be daily with your writing because that will help out a lot because that's where I messed up. (laughs) You know, Ma? You messed up because you weren't actively pursuing it? Yeah. So how like so if you've learned that error of your ways, how have you found that it's helped you to be more of a daily writer? Probably because you get more ideas and like you get ideas in sometimes in a day or a night, whatever, and you wanna do it but you get to the point where you're saying nah, not today and then tomorrow when you do go to write your book, you forgot that idea. Right. So that's why Right, I agree. I recommend of being daily. Well, awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on our, you are our first guest, our first author guest. It had to be you, Sam. And I just want you to know how proud I am of you and how I just love it when I get emails from you and it's, it says that you've shared an update with me or you've shared a book with me. It just, it makes me a very proud mama. (laughs) And I love you. Love you too. All right. A part of the podcast every day is, um, you guys, you know, I'll, I'll cut the segments. But now that I've got Sam on the phone with me, um, I'd ask Sam to share what his favorite Bible verse was with the audience. Since he's my special guest, he gets this honor. So, uh, Sam, what would you like us to pray together today? Uh, John 3.16. All right. So, I'm going to read John 3.16. And you guys can repeat it with me. And then, Sam, would you like to lead everybody in a prayer? Uh, Can you? Yes, I sure can. Okay, we're ready. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for our audience. Thank you for our families. Thank you for Samuel. Thank you for his courage to come on the show today, God. I just want to thank you for giving us the inspiration, giving us the ideas, and then giving us the energy to be able to go out and work for you, Lord. We ask you to keep us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. So write something inspiring today and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. Have a blessed day. All right, Sam, I'll talk to you in a second. Love you. Okay.